Welcome to Community Sense, where Carly and Mark talk with the world's best community leaders to get inspired and to learn the strategies for building a thriving community. Hey, Carly. Hey, Mark. How's it going? I am well. Can you believe we're on the last episode of season one? I actually really can't. And I especially can't because we were just talking and we realized we still have yet to meet in person. We've done this. We've gotten through one whole season without ever meeting in person, doing this all over Zoom. It's been so much fun. But I feel like before season two, we got to we got to like figure something out. (laughs) I agree. It's been it's been eight months in the making of this whole first inaugural season. We hope you've enjoyed it. We will have one more episode, a special episode to wrap it all up and talk a bit about season two during that episode. But we really appreciate you coming on the journey with us. We have an amazing guest today. You'll introduce Shana in a moment. But before we do and before you do that and have that conversation with her, we're going to dive into some common sense. The common sense today comes from the conversation we had with Shana. And it's all about being more purposeful in setting up your strategy for the community. She talked about using this idea of a memo and this this idea of a memo at HubSpot comes from Amazon that was inspired by Jeff Bezos. When I was at HubSpot, I had to write these memos, Carly, and they're super powerful because they help you submit your the vision for the community, help you submit the strategy, the metrics, obstacles, and it puts all these things into a few pages and allows you to communicate those things out to Yes, internal stakeholders, but also I can envision as she was unpacking her community and all the aspects of it, she's sharing pieces of that memo with other members probably. Yeah, I walked away from that part of our conversation feeling, well, personally, feeling pretty disorganized. I do not have, (laughs) I need my own memo. So that's an action item for me tonight. But no, just feeling really inspired by her grasp on the direction they're looking to take their community, the foundations of it, their goals, their success metrics. I think she had just such a good understanding of and an overall vision for their community. And I think that's something that is easy. Well, yes, like we said, you know, it seems like common sense. You should have all of these things kind of documented and organized and, and have buy-in across your org before diving into to building out your community. But I think the reality is that it's easy to skip over that part when, especially when there's a lot of pressure to get something up and running ASAP and you're already feeling, you know, like you don't have quite enough time. You've had to push to, to set the right expectation, but there's still some pressure that it's easy to dive into executing, but and easy to not take the time to do these, these sort of foundational pieces in setting up your community. But I think it's incredibly important. It is. It's impressive because her community that she's leading is at the time of this coming out is probably nine months old at that point. You know, when we talked to her, it was probably about six months, six, seven months. Like, and she's being that intentional. And we talked about intentionality in a past episode or two with how she's planning out the future growth and success of it. So you got to listen to this conversation. It's amazing. She's got quite the background, too. So, Carly, do you want to uh, introduce everyone to Shana? 
Sure. So Shana Summers is who we're talking with today, and she is the Senior Manager of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging Communities at HubSpot. And specifically, the community and the plan that we've talked about as it relates to Shana is Black at Inbound. And she officially launched that community mid-2021. It's, as Mark said, will be somewhere around nine-ish months old by the time this episode goes live. She's accomplished so much. You'll hear all about it in just a really short amount of time. And I can only imagine at the end of 2022 how how much she will have accomplished and, and more importantly, the impact that Black and Inbound will have had on their members and on the community at large. So I'm so excited for everyone to hear this episode and I'm so inspired and I'm, I'm, but this has just been, it was such a great conversation. All right. Well, hello, Shana. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are really, really excited to, to chat with you, learn more about your background. You are the, the second person that we've chatted with who comes from HubSpot, but from what we understand from beforehand, our conversation today is probably going to be wildly different from, from the conversation we had earlier, earlier this season. So really excited to dive in with you. But before we get into kind of the nitty gritty, if you could just explain your business in a few sentences. Why does it why does it exist? Who are you serving? What are you selling? Really, what's HubSpot? What do you have to say about that? Yeah, so HubSpot is basically this wonderful software that helps your business grow better through making all of its everyday steps a lot easier. I do nothing with that. I sit all the way on a different side where I focus on the professional development of black professionals. And so this started with, you know, HubSpot having some really candid, personal, eye-opening conversations with black professionals around the time that George Floyd happened and Black Lives Matter kind of like came back and HubSpot recognized that they needed to make a change and figure out where they could make impact with their company. And so one of the goals that they had was to create spaces for, you know, the backgrounds of people who needed it, who were working with systems that really systemically challenged them to reach the next goals in their professional development. And so I was recruited and came in to work on our Blackett Inbound community. So Blackett Inbound was actually a community effort run by a super user who is now a full-time employee at HubSpot. His name is Devin Bellamy, and he started this as a hashtag in 2016 at Inbound. He came to Inbound, which is the big conference that HubSpot hosts every year. Everybody kind of describes it as Disneyland for marketers. And he came and was battling social anxiety and basically guerrilla marketed a hashtag that he came up with on Twitter to say like, hey, have you heard about the hashtag Black and Inbound? And he found all the black marketers that were at the conference and told them about the hashtag. And by the end of the day, they were telling him about the hashtag. Like they didn't realize that he had started it. And so he had done that for a few years, had worked with a partner, Trina Sanders, who helped to also elevate it. Unfortunately, she passed away of cancer last year. And so he didn't know kind of where to go with that. And at that time, I had just started at HubSpot and I had been told by everyone that I needed to reach out to him. And I did. And he was like, hey, if you can take this and run with it, please do. So I took it on and helped turn it into a year-round digital space. We don't sell anything, but we do offer lots of 
opportunities for black professionals from hosting networking events regularly. We bring in really awesome speakers. We're getting ready to prepare to do like workshops and masterclasses and different opportunities there, but it's all there for them to come and connect. And yeah, that's kind of the whole backstory there for how Black and Inbound came about. What a great story. I know Devin. He and I met many, many times at Inbound. He's a wonderful, wonderful person. And it's so special and just amazing that I guess at the end of the day, you correct me if I'm wrong, he was the spark for for a lot of... He was a spark, yeah? Yes, absolutely. That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, I mean, the next question we typically ask this season is like, well, how do you define the community? So like, I kind of don't want to ask that question though in the traditional, like literal sense. So like, Maybe you could explain to us then a bit more about some of the ways this community has grown and like your ambitions for it. Like you just mentioned a a little bit about that, but yeah, kind of unpack this, this community for us because it's, it's such an important one. And I'd love to know specifically how does this external work you're doing impact like other things that HubSpot might be doing internally as well, or if if it hasn't yet, how it might do that in the future too. Yeah, we could definitely explore both because both are happening, especially as I start to see where we can go with the community. So at the moment, I cross collaborate with multiple teams within HubSpot, mainly because at some point they're going to work with a black professional. It's inevitable. So we should be working together to discuss, you know, what their pain points are, what challenges they're experiencing and how can we work to resolve it. And the overall goal is just to make sure that like we are providing accessible resources and making sure that like, you know, one of the biggest things that happens with the black community is that social capital decreases a ton. Nine times out of 10, you're going to go and based on the person in your network, they're going to know somebody who knows somebody and they can introduce you to that somebody and it takes your career to the next level. There is a gap in what black professionals experience when it comes to that. But when we do all work together and we are able to provide those experiences, the percentage that you're going to reach that next level of whatever you're looking for with your career, with your professional development goes up exponentially. But a lot of times we don't get to get in the room also with the people who have those funds or have those experiences because they tend to be cisgender white men. And if they're not opening, you know, their doors to make these opportunities happen, then that automatically drops off and the experiences don't get to be set forth for the community. So for us, we're trying to be able to do that, not only just within HubSpot, like we have a bunch of our leadership that actively gets involved. We have some of our leadership who actively invest in these companies that come in. We're partnering with, you know, we're partnering with our education team to make sure that students are engaging in internships. We are hopefully going to be partnering with our HubSpot Ventures team and seeing if there's a possibility for us to, you know, host a pitch competition or somehow bring about other groups that we could potentially invest in. We work with our customer and partner marketing team. They run our partner user groups and our HubSpot user groups. How do we get more people involved there. So there are so many different spaces that we're working in. We work with our inbound team. Obviously, this is titled Black and Inbound. So we're trying to get more people into the pipeline to speak, to attend the conference, to be able to have access to it, especially because lots of conferences have really high payment amounts. So how can we cut that barrier and get them involved? So that's one of the biggest parts of our collaborations within HubSpot. I forget what the the question was. No, no, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) to me, after listening to all of that, 
one of the ways you kind of define the community is through like education and advocacy to some degree, maybe. Oh yeah. Those are definitely, definitely pieces of it. Okay. And then the other thing I picked up on that I'd love to talk about a little bit more at some point too, is like, I'm a huge believer in allyship and like the importance of having allies that like actually will, you know, take action for someone. Like, yeah, listening is important. Don't get me wrong. Like listening and understanding, but then actually acting to help people, like you said, social capital, like mm-hmm. help people get to that next, that next opportunity, that, that, you know, that next connection, you know, meet that next person and just be there for when they, they just need to talk even. It sounds like there's an element of that going on too in this community, or you're fostering that with other, you know, HubSpot communities. Yes, a hundred percent. That is one of our key goals because, you know, while majority of our events and the community space are specifically for black professionals, we do host events that are open to everyone and we intentionally have black speakers. We have them around topics that we find are needed for our black and inbound community, but that doesn't mean that other people aren't going to find this valuable. And that doesn't mean that it's not another educational moment for people to understand like ways that they can be allies or even to just learn something new. Like they may not have known this statistic or what barriers are there and things like that. And they have an opportunity to go and make an impact afterwards because they've attended this event or they've been able to meet someone after, or they have a business that they then reach out to us and say like, Hey, we want to, collaborate with you on this. I did not realize it was such a huge issue and I have the means to be able to give my time, give my effort, give my money, things like that to be able to help with the progress. And so that's what we're hoping happens. So while yes, this is to benefit the black community, like we want to be sure that other people are along for this journey so that they can see what they can do because we do need those allies. We need people in the room speaking up or we need them advocating for us. It's almost like, you know, when you're working at a place and you have that like internal sponsor, like who is going to be in the room speaking up for you when you're not there and how do we help grow that as well? You mentioned something there on getting buy-in. We talked about invest, getting investments from leadership, which I think, you know, an initiative like this, we are dedicating resources, whether it's people like you, whether it's technology, whether it's resources for folks within your community, you know, that starts with leadership being open to those investments. So I'd be really curious to know what your relationship is like with your leadership team, right? Like, how are you, how are you kind of like funneling your successes up to them, your plans, your whatever, and how do you keep them invested in what you're doing, right? And and what does that look like? Because I think I imagine that's probably like one of the biggest challenges for a lot of folks who are looking to build communities like this at their businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm still working on it, but there are some steps that have absolutely worked. And thankfully, when I did come in, I made it very clear that I needed to have that buy-in because I could come in and put together the most perfect plan but if I didn't have that buy-in from leadership, then it wasn't going to work. But thankfully, I did not have to have that discussion for a lot of reasons. And the leadership that we have are incredible. And a lot of times they're asking me more so like clarifying questions to make sure that they can speak about it in other spaces because they're like, okay, I understand this. Did I read this correctly? And I'm going to repeat it like this. Is that correct? Is that the best way to speak about it? Is that the best way to go and like share this with other people? And a lot of times your leadership is just looking for like the information so that they can go and share it. So anytime that we're hosting events and things like that, like even just today, we have events scheduled for this month and next month. We're talking about 
anti-racism. We're talking about the future of VCs. And I need to make sure that our leadership knows that that's there because they do attend. Like if you go and invite them, most of the time they'll move things on their calendar to attend the event. And so I wanted to be sure that they're there. So every time we host an event, I'm sure to share it with each of our leadership team. I send monthly updates to say, like, here's what we were working on. Here's a campaign we're doing. Here are the speakers that we have. Here are some numbers from each of our events, things like that. I just wrote my memo for this year, and I'm touring it around right now to make sure that, like, different teams and their leaders know what's going on. So it's basically like taking each of the piece of work that you're doing to them and just making sure that they are very aware. I've had one-on-one conversations with each of these people. Like, you know, you're finding different variables that you're able to share it across the board and then just making sure that it's all very easily accessible for each of these teams. Tell us a bit more about the memo. Tell the audience that's listening right now about the memo, please. I was like, you're going to have me give out all my secrets, but it's fine. (laughs) So my memo is our plan for 2022 and kind of what we're looking to accomplish within that. We launched Black and Inbound in June of 2021. And so as of this recording, you know, it's only been around for about six, seven months. And we have a lot to go. We have a lot of things that we want to do. And so we were actually able to start like laying out some actions that we wanted to do over the next three years, what this year was going to look like, how we were going to pivot from, you know, we were doing big monthly events, bringing in really big speakers and hosting a networking event as well. Now we kind of want to pivot to like once a quarter that we're having these big events and kind of focusing more on those workshop masterclass type actions, what some new programming is going to be that we want to do. We want to, you know, launch a mentorship program. We want to get people into like coaching. We want to do more external partnerships, all of this as a guise to make sure that one, we're not repeating work that other really amazing organizations are already doing that instead we're like combining our efforts to work moving forward and to be sure that the goals that we have at HubSpot are also being worked on. So the big themes are like we're having our full calendar of events. We're making sure that each of those things that I just listed are there. We're making sure that we have partnerships, not just like on a grand scale, but also with like local businesses and groups and things. We want to be sure that we're getting some like money in people's pockets through grants and scholarships and funding as well. We want to continue to build out our digital space and make sure that that is feasible for everybody who gets involved. So those are kind of like the themes for this year. And I'll be growing my team, which is really exciting. So we're going to have more people getting involved and doing things there. And yeah, it's just a lot happening at once. I think my list for this year was extremely ambitious, but I think we can do at least a good portion of it. Yeah, you got to have those ambitious goals and to really like have an impact, right? Like that's just going to push yourself so much. And what an incredible outline of of key initiatives. And hearing all of that, the first thing that or you know what I was thinking about was yeah, like that's a lot. That's amazing, and I'm so happy you're able to build out your team to support all of that. Oh, same. Um, (laughs) But I'm curious how you think about like how you measure success against those things, right? So, and, and I'm curious about it from the perspective of success of the Blackett inbound community, right? And, and you and kind of your role in fostering that community, but then also success as a greater HubSpot organization. Um, mm-hmm. You talked a lot about all the teams you're working with and trying to, trying to 
integrate kind of practices into and things like that. So I imagine there's two different levels of success or, or various ways to measure it. So I'd be curious to know what that looks like. Yeah, there definitely are. It's funny to like say into like two different areas and I see them in like eight. <laughs> we're just like, here are all the different areas that we're looking at. So a lot of it is kind of painted around the bigger picture. So, you know, we're talking about like building out this digital space and what we're going to do there. Obviously we can have those like nitpicky KPIs where it's like, oh, okay, how many active community members are we having? How many events of community membership conversion are we hosting? How many people are we able to migrate over to a platform? Things like that, that we measure, but also what is like the bigger story, especially when we're collaborating with internal team members. So you recently had Christina on. We could talk about the pathway to advocacy and how many people from Black and Inbound have become new advocates within the last year and then what they have delivered based off of those goals. That's an awesome thing. For our education partnership program, you know, they have internships. We have a partnership with Howard University, which is an HBCU, and we can talk about how many people were able to get interns into black businesses during that time and what that looks like and then what their experience was. Like, how was that on a scale? Was this valuable? Can we continue to do this? And now we have this whole new program that involves getting interns into black businesses and how that works. How many diverse speakers do we have at Inbound and how many of them came from going through Black at Inbound? And are we able to like take away some of those barriers for people to be able to successfully make it on stage? You know, getting that first time speaking gig is hard, but if you can go and do it on a stage like at an inbound conference and say like, yeah, I made it. I made it there. Or because of that and or because of that, we were able to drive more ticket sales from more diverse backgrounds. And that meant that our audience was more diverse and had more stories and they're getting that value too. So it's kind of like on the bigger scale where I'm like, yes, I have these KPIs of being like, yeah, let's give away 5,000 tickets to go to inbound. What does that mean? That we potentially will have 5,000 black professionals attending inbound. And because of that, we have taken away a payment barrier. We have given the opportunity for people to be able to join without having like the stress of having to deal with payment and things, understanding that they're welcome to come and that we want them to be there. And then afterwards, hopefully they've taken something that they didn't have access to before and can say to other people that, hey, I went to Inbound because Black and Inbound supported my trip to go. You should now come. And hopefully that means next year we're going to have way more people and way more different backgrounds of people joining the event. All of it is just like wonderful slippery slope to better things that are going to be happening. As I listen to the conversation, it's to me, let me know what you think about this description. To me, it's like what you and your team are doing is really trying to form connections between like individuals and other individuals or groups and an individual or an individual to a group in, in many ways of the things you're describing, right? Like the, the HBCUs by building a relationship with that organization and then specifically, you know, some people in, the, in that organization through your effort, through your programming and community, you're then trying to connect those individuals at that HBCU to another, you know, part of the HubSpot community or ecosystem, if you will. Is that, am I, am I describing that right in some ways? I'm going to try and reiterate it and say, so basically to condense what you've said, we are trying to show people what resources are available. So by connecting with like HBCU colleges, we're showing them that there is this whole network of people that can access them and help them get into their next 
step of their career development. But a lot of the times people don't realize that like these opportunities are available. And so for us, yes, we are trying to get them to come into that first step of networking, whether it's through an internship, through one of our networking events, through one of our big speaker events, anything like that. We bring them in and say, hey, come in here and meet this person who can potentially get you to the next opportunity that you're going to have. It's just a huge network silo. Same with any of our like mid-level and higher folks that come to our networking events and then they meet another founder who is looking to invest in a company that is something like that person that they met. A lot of the things that we're doing are trying to just like take the gaps out of those connections and pull them into something that allows them to be able to accomplish their own goals. Yep. That's well said. How much have you done with like telling the stories of the community members within you know, Black at Inbound or like the broader community of Black professionals? How, how much storytelling of others have you done or maybe planning on doing? Yeah, we've done a bit and we're looking to grow and do more with that, especially once we transition platforms. But we've had some incredible stories that have come through. Obviously, Devin is one of the easiest and best stories to tell. But then, you know, with that, we're meeting people who are doing incredible things, launching incredible businesses. We had this young kid who came to, he's based in Africa and he is like, a genius. And he came to Inbound and then he heard about Black and Inbound and he came to one of our networking events. And now all of these people have eyes on what he is doing in Africa and trying to, he wants to come to America to do stuff. So they're trying to help him get resources and do different things. It's amazing to see the work that they're doing. And we're able to kind of like highlight those people within different parts of HubSpot. So whether it's, you know, coming in for a customer panel, doing an interview with them to see like how they utilize HubSpot or if they don't use HubSpot, just how they engage with HubSpot and, you know, starting to do, figure out ways to find these people and do more case studies, do more conversations. I like to bring them in to moderate conversations with people that they may not have been able to sit and have conversations with before. And it's just a really cool piece that we're going to be doing. Hopefully we're going to be doing even more highlighting next year as we build more relationships since the community still is fairly new. We want to like find more of those people and give them those different opportunities to be able to highlight them in our marketing, in our blogs, speaking at events, things like that. We want to be able to highlight and feature them more going forward. Love that. Because I feel like that's just such an important piece of marketing for you like marketing for the community, if you will, to keep growing the awareness of all the amazing things that are happening. And it's kind of like we've talked, I think, a lot, haven't said it directly, but we've talked a lot about flywheels and how a lot of the things you're doing is, is creating this flywheel effect, if mm -hmm. you will. Yeah, absolutely. That's the that's the overall goal. If I can turn something into a system that people understand, and they're just like, wait, you're doing all this? I'm like, just check out my flywheel. Yeah. And everybody gets it. Everybody gets it, especially when it comes to like marketing and things like that then it makes it a lot easier. So that's our overall goal is to just figure it out. We're going in and testing and breaking a lot of things right now, but hopefully we'll be a smooth running machine in the next year or two. That's so great. That's so great. So it's like, it, that's interesting. The last point you just made too, it's like, sounds like then there's a lot of experimentation. Just You're just trying a lot of things. Yes, absolutely. Oh. We've, hmm. we've had lots of feedback from community members, from customers, from partners. And also a lot of the stuff that they're asking for is stuff that like other groups are doing too. So what are the ways that like we can do them or collaborate with other groups to do them and make them successful? What are the ways that we can make sure that people are hearing about this? 
and that there aren't any gaps. And then what stuff actually works and doesn't work as we build this community, our demographic and, you know, where people are located, what they do for work, things like that. It's all ebbing and flowing. So while we have our personas, our personas are changing on a regular basis. We are mixing and matching all of these different people. And so I'm hoping that we get like another solid boost of folks and then we'll start to be able to paint a much better and clearer picture and then start to be able to kind of hone in on our programming. Again, we've only been around for six months. The amount that we have done in six months is crazy to say the least. And probably a better word is just like wild, insane, just mind blowing what we have been able to do from the events that we've held to the content that we've posted, the programming that we've helped collaborate to start, some of the videos that have gone out, things like that, even down to inbound where we had our first grouping of programming at Inbound. It it was the number one attended for networking events. We hosted virtual green rooms that were smaller groups, but they got like the highest reviews. The people who were able to like network afterwards had like the best responses. And it was great to see like that impact when we only kind of came in with like three or four events to start. And we're like, oh, what can we do next year? So we've come in hot, but we needed to. And I'm really excited about the progress that we're going to be making in the future. Yeah, sounds like you have just an incredible foundation for all the growth and and that's to come. And I'm sure that like so much of that is in part to your leadership within the community or, you know, your vision for it and your your advocacy for Black at Inbound internally, like you said, with your leaders, you know, having one to ones with leaders, being there to answer their questions, collaborating with all the teams you outlined, but then also for your community members, right? Like listening to their stories, listening to their feedback, building out your memo and your plan that that's going to best serve their needs, which I think is just to me, sounds like a recipe for success, but more importantly, a recipe for having the biggest impact possible, the, the most positive impact possible on your members, which is, which is really, really special. So thank you for sharing all of this with us. Um, we like to wrap things up with one question, and this can be specific to your experience at HubSpot, but I know you have a lot of other community experience prior to HubSpot. But from your perspective, we'd love to hear some common misconceptions that you've experienced in community building. Mm, that list is so long with so many things. I think the one that we probably hear the most is that community can't be built in two weeks. I have actually had a job ask me if I could do that. I was like, realistically, I was like, you want to move quick? Let's do three months. And they're like, can you do faster? And I was like, no, no, don't ask me to do all of that. So that would be the first one that community can't be built in a short amount of time. It takes genuine investment, not only from your team. Obviously, your team is going to come in and want to make it work, but it has to be like a company-wide investment. Like people have to want to see this succeed. They have to understand that this is just as important of a pillar as your sales team and as your marketing team and as your engineers and your developers. Like community is just as, if not more important. I'm sure that's an unpopular opinion, but I'm saying it. And you can't build community without putting your community's needs first. The amount of times that I've met people who are just like building this community space and not having conversations with their community members, like blows my mind and they wonder why they're not retaining people or keeping people around or why it's not growing the way that they expected. And it's like, when was the last time you got on a phone call 
with a community member to show them your face and say like, hey, here's what we're working on and here's what we're doing. What do you think? And see if they are down for it or not. So those would be my top three misconceptions for community building. The last one you said, like Carly and I, like yourself, have deep passion around. It's like, like you have to make the time to talk to people one-to-one and attend your own events and do all the things you're asking the members to do and beyond that. Like, <laughs> it's insane. And like, to me, if that's not happening, there's maybe something wrong with the leadership or the team leading the community, if you will, because the passion's not there. Like what I can tell from you just through this conversation is that you're super passionate about everything you're doing. Like the passion is infectious. Like I'm getting excited about all this stuff. Like, like <laughs> it's, it's like, it's awesome. Like, it's so that is such an important thing to a community and passion is like really a major spark. I mean, look at Devin, go back to that, you know, story you shared, right? It was all passion driven, I think. I mean, for the most part, probably. So no, this is amazing conversation, Shana. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Shana. This is, I feel incredibly inspired by all of this, inspired by you and, and your passion, as Mark said, for the community, but also just like your, your vision. Like, I feel like you have such a strong vision for where you want to take your community, where you want to take Black at Inbound. And I think that's a good lesson for everyone. Like without that vision, where are you going, right? Like what are you working towards? So I'm feeling really inspired to like go revisit my 2022 plans and be like, what is my vision in all of this? Like what am I working towards? So thank you just so much for your openness and for sharing all about your experience at HubSpot, about all the incredible work you've done. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both so much. It's been such a great conversation. And yeah, the vision, the vision is there. The overall storytelling is there. I was like, our official vision, I was like, I just pulled it up. I was like, what do we have it? Our official vision for Black and Inbound, but also mainly for our DEI and B communities in general, is that we advance equity for the global majority through inclusive programming and partnerships that celebrate and amplify professionals. And that leaves it open for so many things because overall, I'm going to accomplish the things that are listed here. The way that I go about it is always open to change or adjust based on the community's needs. So that's always the thing where it's like you want to create a vision that is open to like just flow like waves do and be sure that you're providing the things that are needed for your community members. Yeah, and the community like, buys in that vision too. Like the, the two things that you said that stands out to me in that statement is celebrates and amplifies. Like it's not just like the the core community team, you know, needing to do that, but it's like the the members and everyone else who's participating in that, you know, should feel that as well. So I I love that. Yeah, let us know how we can help. Seriously, like with with Drift and Pavilion, like please let us know. We have a black business program at Drift actually. We're so I'd love to talk to you about that offline as well. I mean, maybe there's something we can do, but uh. Yeah, if there's anything that we can do, please let us know. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Shana. Real quick, I just want to circle back. Celebrate and amplify, but I think importantly, nowhere in there is it about monetizing your community or mm. anything like that, right? It's just about like serving the members and doing like celebrating them, amplifying them, like helping them advance in whatever ways are right for them, but it's not about HubSpot making money or trying to like extort the community in any which way, which I think is like at the root of what you're doing, your vision is about making the world a better place through serving a specific, you know, group of people, specifically black and inbound, but then I'm I'm sure you have many other groups within that like DIB umbrella. Bravo. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. 
That's great. Awesome. I have two pages of notes. <laughs> well, what a conversation. I, I don't know if we, like, I feel like we ended that conversation sharing how inspired we were by Shana, how, how motivated we were and just what, I don't know, just what a great conversation. So many, so many great takeaways from what she had to say. Yes. Yes. I, I felt like we kind of wanted, wanted the conversation to keep going. Yes. <laughs> like, let's just keep talking, which is super cool. And what a great way to end, you know, the eight guests that we had during season one, all about how community is so collaborative. And she hit the nail on the head with, with what she's doing and, and explained how it is such a collaborative effort. For me, just going into this, this segment, the spark, Carly, that idea of the bridge where your community could act as the bridge connecting two different groups or a group and individual, but really be like, the, the matchmaker, the enabler, the, the, the thing, the organization that empowers people to come together. Don't underestimate how you're leaning into that. Like, are you leaning into it enough as being this, this bridge? I wouldn't think you would want your community just on one end of the bridge. Sometimes that's maybe okay, but you really want to, in, in, I think in what Shana was talking about, you want to be the bridge, if you will. So I'll leave you with that. What is your spark? Yeah. So my spark from our conversation, Mark, was something Shana said at the end of our conversation around misconceptions. And she was talking about the investment that needs to go into building a community and the buy-in you need, not only from leadership, but from every single function within an organization. And that Buy-in doesn't just mean like, yeah, cool, we'll listen to your presentation on your community and like, thanks for sharing and we'll post on LinkedIn. Buy-in is believing in what you're building and viewing the community, the members of your community and the strategies around your community, viewing those as just as important as the initiatives that you have to build your product, your technology at your organization and finding and seeing kind of how those two are so interconnected and how one can't be as successful without the other, I think was a really, really interesting point. And that that integration between your community and the product you're selling, the technology you're selling is incredibly important. And that true buy-in from everyone sees how important that that integration and connectedness is. Love that one. Investing in people as much as you can as you are investing in, in, in product and building the product because with people, there is no, there's no company, there's no community. So like take a hard look at that. And are people bought into that across senior leadership to, to your point? Yeah. I, I think that's super, super smart. It has to be done. I mean, it has to be done if the community is going to have staying power. Yep. Yeah, exactly. What a season. Like we talked about, we're going to have one last episode where we wrap up season one and talk a bit more about season two. Yes. Exciting stuff. It should be a good one. We're not going to give anything away quite yet regarding no, you season got, two. You got to tune in for that last episode. <laughs> in two weeks, two weeks. So check us out. Hope to hear from you in two weeks. Uh, again, if you you know want to leave a review, we'd love it. And if you've, already, if you've left a review, if you've already given us your time in doing that, or connected with us on LinkedIn or, or Twitter. We, we, we loved it. We love building up this, this kind of community that we're building up, Carly, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I haven't really thought about that. 
kind of <laughs> that's a, a little a little meta there. <laughs> very very cool. Thank you all so much for for your time and for listening and hopefully your feedback. We, we're definitely tuned in in two weeks for our last episode, but it's season one. That's what how cool we we to see this go live and what incredible conversations that we've been able to have over these last couple of months, Mark. Agreed. Huge thank you to all of our guests. So we'll, and yeah. we'll recap that in our final episode and thank them yes. again. All right, everyone. Thanks all. Then, see ya. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Community Sense Podcast. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating or share the show with a friend. And don't forget to connect with us at communitysense.co.